to 10-0, the podcast by Train Like a Gymnast. I'm your host, Danielle Gray. 10-0 brings together gymnasts, former gymnasts, coaches, judges, and gymnastics enthusiasts to delve into deep conversations about behavior, mental state, physical training, personal growth, success, and more, all learned through the sport of gymnastics. Here's what you can expect on today's episode. On today's episode, we hear how Kelsey struggled with anorexia and exercise bulimia, but had a supportive environment to be able to receive help and overcome to inspire others. I remember 4th of July, um, my boyfriend and I ordered a pizza and it came there. I opened the box and I looked at it and I just started weeping. I could not control myself. I just instant panic. I was like, I cannot eat this pizza. And I had never experienced anything like that. And I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, and so then he was like, okay, there's something going on here. And so he kind of just observed me for a couple more weeks and then was like, okay, this is serious. We need to get you help. And so he was like, either you talk to your parents or I'm going to talk to them. So we called my parents in the car that night and, uh, my mom, so I was in college in California. My parents were in Minnesota. And so my mom flew up the next day, took me to the doctor. And that is when, uh, we realized it was a lot worse than I had thought it was. But first a word from our sponsor. Welcome to the 10-0 podcast. Today we have Kelsey Heenan of Hitburn and Hitmax. Um, so go ahead and give a little intro if people don't know who you are. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Kelsey, as Danielle said. <laughs> uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, and my husband and I started a company called Hitburn about five years ago. And we recently merged with a company called Hitmax. So we write interval training workout programs and nutrition programs. And we're fully based online, so we, we just find people on the internet and try to help them get healthier and happier. I love that. So for you, like what sports did you play growing up that caused you to kind of go down this path of fitness and want to do it as a career? I played basketball growing up. That was my main sport. And then I also ran track in high school, but I played basketball in college. So that was a huge love of mine, just figuring out how to be more fit to be able to perform well for my sport. Love that. And, and how, how has that shaped who you are as a person? Like how is, how is being an athlete or basketball in general, like affected your life and you as a person? Yeah. So growing up, I was super shy. And so I was really shy, but also a perfectionist. And so I really found that basketball in particular gave me a lot of confidence because I, you know, I practiced a lot. And so I was able to become pretty good at it. And so even though I was really shy to talk to people in person and stand up for myself in a lot of different ways, my sport gave me the ability and the confidence to be able to express myself in ways that I didn't know how to um, in my everyday life. So that was really something that I found powerful for me specifically to be able to just grow in confidence as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very, very common thing that a lot of athletes feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is, you feel like a perfectionist as an athlete because you have to perform well, like it's up to you or it's up to your team to do, to do great. So I feel like that trait is very common with athletes or people in fitness in general, and it can be detrimental at times. So do you have any stories about how like your perfectionism or anything like that has actually, I, I tell my clients, it's like paralysis by analysis, right? So because you don't want to do something because you want it to be just right. Has that gotten in your way at all? And if so, how have you overcome it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, so I was 
a, you know, high performing athlete. And then in college, I, it was just kind of this like perfect storm of different things. The, the team that I played on was very good. I was um, doing well in school, um, in a committed relationship, like all these things were really great, but it just got to be a lot for me to try and be perfect in all the areas. And so just this perfect storm happened. I um, developed an eating disorder. So I quickly went downhill and um, developed anorexia and exercise bulimia. So I basically was restricting my food intake while obsessively over exercising. Mm. And I went downhill really, really quickly. And it got pretty scary where the doctor basically told me that I had to uh, get serious help. I couldn't, I couldn't do any more workouts. I couldn't even go on a brisk walk because I could go into cardiac arrest at any moment. It was, it was really bad. Um, and so thankfully I, I got help quickly mm-hmm. and I was able to, you know, I went into treatment and went through that whole process and then went through a whole healing process even after treatment. But, um, you know, sports and athletics is, is so important and so good because it can teach a lot of skills and a lot of discipline. Um, but for, for those of us who already have discipline as something that is within us, mm-hmm. um, we have to figure out like, okay, it's okay to miss a shot. It's okay to, you know, not have everything perfect. And so, yeah, that was a, that was a huge piece of my life. And I ended up having to quit my sport, which is, it was a huge part of my identity. You know, I'm sure that you have, um, experiences with that too. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of a transition period to get into health again, but then figure out like, who am I? Um, because this has been such a huge part of my life. And so it's interesting though. I mean, that was absolutely the worst thing that I've ever gone through and I would never wish that upon anybody, but the growth that has happened because of it is exponential. And I'm a completely new person because of that experience. I have so many questions for you. So back to that <laughs> girl, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So- you said, okay, the doctor said that you yeah. what made you first, first question is what made you go to the doctor or like, did, well, I guess you were young, you were an adult by that point. So like you didn't have a parent, yeah. right? So how, how did you go about that? The first step? Yeah. So I was nine, I think I was 19 when that happened. Um, so, so my boyfriend at the time, um, who's now my husband, uh, mm-hmm. basically was like, Hey, he was noticing all these different things. And I remember, you know, I was, I knew that I had started, you know, eating less, but it was in the, you know, quote unquote name of health. Like I was just making myself healthier. If I, you know, um, don't have as much body fat, I'll be able to perform better. And these were just not necessarily scientific facts, but just like what my mind was telling me. Right. Um, so yeah, I went through uh, some extreme restriction and then um, had some moments where like things that I didn't really, like they came out of nowhere. Like I remember 4th of July, um, my boyfriend and I ordered a pizza and it came there. I opened the box and I looked at it and I just started weeping. I could not control myself. I just instant panic. I was like, I cannot eat this pizza. And I had never experienced anything like that. And I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, and so then he was like, okay, there's something going on here. And so he kind of just observed me for a couple more weeks and then was like, okay, this is serious. We need to get you help. And so he was like, either you talk to your parents or I'm going to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So we called my parents in the car that night and, uh, my mom, so I was in college in California. My parents were in Minnesota. And so my mom flew up the next day, took me to the doctor. And that is when, uh, we realized it was a lot worse than I had thought it was. Wow. So for people who are experiencing that now or maybe have experienced it in the past 
maybe maybe they don't have that support they don't have you know someone noticing those behaviors if the, you know that they're exhibiting or they're not even aware of it themselves mm -hmm. uh, how what are the triggers that can cause people to be aware like oh maybe i need to get you know help or um, i need to have someone kind of around me supporting me um, what are what are those how can you help other people uh, based on what you've experienced? Yeah, that's a great question because it's, it's to, in the mind of someone who is struggling, often it is like, I'm fine. I'm actually in complete control of what I'm doing. Right. And so, but you know, deep down in my heart, it was this like kind of tug of war where it's like, I know exactly what I'm doing blah, blah, blah. Then deep down, I'm like, this is kind of scary. I don't know what's going on. I've had these feelings and emotions that I've never experienced in my life. So it's this kind of like, I feel like something's wrong, but I don't get it, but I'm also in control and I'm scared and I don't want to lose this, um, this power that I have because an eating disorder feels like, uh, it feels like power in a way when you're sick. Um, so it, it's just kind of this like weird, uh, back and forth thing. So if you are currently struggling and don't have someone specifically who is confronting you, I would say just have a conversation with someone and, and you don't even need to be like, I feel like I'm sick, but it'd be like, here's what I'm experiencing and talk through it. Mm -hmm. And I have a bunch of resources, uh, Danielle, that I can share with you after that will be really helpful for people because uh, yeah, not everyone has someone in their life who is willing to go there because a lot of times when a person is sick, they're going to become defensive. So if someone, if someone confronts them, they're gonna be like, I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not getting help that, you know, yeah. and that's how I kind of initially reacted. Um, but, but the truth is it's like the faster you just talk to somebody and start getting help, the sooner you're going to start feeling like yourself again. Exactly. And you mentioned the, the transformation you've had. Um, like, you know, you are, are defensive in the beginning and, and this and this and this, can you almost like quantify and describe the shifts in mindset kind of over time? Like what caused you to dip into that when you realized, when you started to come out, when you overcame and like now, like what were the mindset yeah. shifts? So, yeah. So, so when I was in the throes of it going into treatment and stuff, I was kind of a jerk and, um, the, the eating disorder made me a jerk. That's not who I am, but it just uh, brought out things within me that uh, was causing me to be defensive and scared and all of these different emotions. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was kind of given an ultimatum. Um, so it got engaged during this period. Um, so it was like this weird, like happiest time in my life, but I'm mm -hmm. also like super sick and this is like really scary. Mm -hmm. um, so got engaged and my, my family was like, there is no way you are gonna have a wedding Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you are still struggling like this, because it was literally like, like life and death kind of stuff, like not to be dramatic, but it's like eating disorders get really bad really quickly. Right. Um, and so I was like, fine, I'll go, I'll go into treatment. And so I went to this, uh, uh, intensive treatment at UCSD. Uh, so in San Diego yeah. and, um, the first couple days I was kind of like, whatever, I got this, you know, and, but then the first meal comes and I just, like they, they put this pasta in front of me. I hadn't eaten pasta in, I don't know how long. And it was like one of my biggest fear foods. Yeah. And I just immediately lost it. Like completely like, why could you, like, how could you do this to me? Like, this is insane. And it was me. It was like groups. It was me. I was the oldest one. I was then 21 at this point. Wow. And, um, 
uh, it was me, a 16 year old, a 14 year old and a seven year old. And yeah. And so I like, it was this weird feeling where I was like, I should be the adult here. I should know how to handle myself, but I'm completely falling apart. And that's like one of those moments where it's like, this isn't me, this is a disorder. And this is something that I need to work on to fix because I was having the same exact reactions as a seven-year-old, the same exact reactions as a 16-year-old, as a 14-year-old. So it's like eating disorders don't discriminate against gender. They don't discriminate against age or socioeconomic status or anything. It's like, these are real feelings for everyone who experiences them. And so, um, that was a, that was a big aha moment for me. Um, and then on the last day of my treatment, I had a dream where I basically was tied up in ropes. I was locked in a dirty dungeon basement and the ropes were like, like getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And then all of a sudden I was like, enough, I've had enough of this. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing this anymore. All the ropes broke free. And like completely frayed into a thousand pieces. And I just felt like, like it was God saying, Hey, these ropes are never going to go back together again. They are so frayed that you are going to be free forever. Yeah. And so it was like a really powerful moment for me to be like, okay, I know that I'm still in this. I need to do the work. I need to give myself grace in the process of this. But I know that as I work through this, these ropes are never going to come back together again because of um, de- these promises and these, this work that I'm doing right now. So it was yeah. definitely a process thereafter, but it's like you, you get a glimpse like that. You hold on to that glimpse and you, you feel that win and you're like, I can do this. And then you have, you're going to have hard days but then you're going to see a glimpse and these glimpses of light become more frequent and more powerful. And that is the stuff that I really tried to hold on to throughout that whole process. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And that's like a perfect transition into, you know, those winds, those glimpses of that light. So do you remember, or can you, um, describe any moments in your athletic or just personal life where you were overwhelmed with gratitude? Cause that, oh my gosh, yeah, so fast <laughs> from any kind of mindset that you're in. Yeah, I mean, as as an athlete, I just I enjoyed you know so much of the team aspect and everything like that, and it's just it's hard to replicate that in real life. But you know, as I was, you know, sorry, there was a bug. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I loved all of the team aspects of that. I mean, when I was in college um my freshman year before I got super sick we won the national championship which was really exciting and wonderful um but you know now as I go into my career where I do uh I teach you know lifestyle fitness and balanced nutrition and everything because it's just so important for people to understand that like it doesn't have to be this high stress high pressure thing like you can love your life and be fit and be healthy and so like my honestly my favorite experiences now are getting to see people experience that freedom for themselves like having these one-on-one conversations where they're like my mindset is completely changed about food now I don't punish myself through workouts anymore because I understand what my body can do for me and I respect that and those are the things where it's like it's not even me accomplishing anything but it's just like super cool to see other people experience that exactly that's I think that's part of why so many people become trainers is because you have this knowledge or you have this kind of expertise and it's almost a sin to not share that with other people. Yes, uh, it's so true. So those, there are so many people, though, who stay in that mindset of, I have to work out because I ate this, or yes. I just like to sweat, I need, I need to work out and do this, but like without a purpose. 
without mm-hmm. intention. So what, why is it important to have purpose and intention and a why when you're, when you're training, in your opinion? That's, that's a great question. I, I mean, I truly believe that it's like, it is your why that drives you ongoing. So yeah. you could have like, yeah, I want to get a six pack for summer as like a goal. And it's like, aesthetic goals are totally fine. There's nothing wrong with having an aesthetic goal, but it's like, if you don't have a deeper purpose for what you're doing, it's going to be short lived. So it's like, when you have that deeper purpose, it's like, this becomes my life. I become fit for life because I know that I want to be mobile to be able to run around with my grandkids, or I want to be super strong so that I can do my job well. And you know, whatever it is, like, if you have that deeper sense of purpose, that's really what's going to like, not only help you get results, but keep them for life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's why I drill so hard in with like my clients about that. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I keep asking, okay, but why, but why? Because yes, dig deeper level. They just, they just, they don't go deep. And, and my friend, he just posted, um, a a story about kind of like, he uses icebergs Mm -hmm. as a metaphor. So like, you know, the, the Titanic sunk because it, it hit something below the surface. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that that's where so many people don't live, but that's the stuff that can take you down. Mm -hmm. You don't see 90% of what is actually driving you and fueling you. So I love this whole conversation and the, the, how it's, it's gone and flowed because that's exactly what I wanted to get. And this is why I, I started this podcast is to get the different opinions from different sports and different athletes, because even though we've all done different sports, we are all athletes and we all kind of think the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to share this with people who maybe have not done a sport or people who want to feel like an athlete and get there. Um, It takes years and it takes time, but this thinking and this mindset is what, what makes you successful. Um, Mm -hmm. And just kind of out of curiosity, Apart from you training other people or showing people how to work out, what is your favorite way to train? Like what gives you enjoyment and flow and just where you don't feel like you're working out? Yeah. Okay. Great question. I love, okay. So I love weight training. So I like a lot of bodybuilding type workouts where it's just, you focus on a few different types of exercises. Like I love pull-ups, like upper body stuff is really fun for me. So I'll do, you know, maybe two upper body splits per week and then two lower body splits per week. And then I typically do some uh, hit finishers. So high intensity interval training finisher is like, you know, eight to 10 minutes of just getting my heart rate up. And that's really fun for me. I just love doing that kind of stuff to be able to now like build strength and just kind of see what my body can do. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So finishing up with last two questions is what is your advice to those people who want to have that purpose or want to enjoy working out and, and have that balance in their life? Yeah like you said, figuring out like, why do you want to do it? What is going to drive you every day versus, you know, the short-term goals are, are great, but what is, what is going to drive you ongoing? And also what type of fitness do you enjoy? Because it's like, there are so many different things out there. So it's like, there's not one right or wrong way to train. And I think that a lot of people kind of stress themselves out where it's like, okay, well, I have to do orange theory. Or I have to do CrossFit. Or I have to do this because that's, what's going to work for me. You know? And it's like, no, what's going to work for you is what you're going to stick with, you know? So it's like, you like, you do so many cool things, like things that I have never done, but I'm like, dude, that would be so cool to learn how to do all the handstand stuff and the pole stuff that you do. And like, yeah. those things are so amazing. And it's like, if people just like 
chilled out for a second. We're like, I'm not going to get this wrong. Let's, let's figure out how I enjoy moving my body and then stick with it. Like, I think that that is something that would really help people in, you know, just going forward with their lives to stay fit and healthy. Yeah. And not to be confused with complacency or enabling right. yourself into the, it's, it's understanding that there can be balance. It's not just, oh, those people are just meant to be fit and I'm just meant to be this or right. um, having a belief where, you know, you can't do something or, yeah. you know, anybody at any age with any disability or this and that can move in some way. Even like I have a friend who he had um, a tragic aerial accident and was paralyzed from the waist down. And he's over here posting videos of himself trying to do push-ups and stuff and beating his record from last year. Like there are no excuses. It's amazing to see. And and there's something for everybody. Even, even if you feel, uh, if you feel discouraged or there's something that is blocking you from taking that first step, just know that there is a way for you. And, and it's, and it's possible. You just have to, you can't like in gymnastics, you can't fall off the beam and just stay there. Like you get back up, you yep. finish the routine. Um, yep. I just, I like to say that to my people. And then the last thing, um, yes. in your opinion, um, what does it mean to train like a gymnast? Well, I personally have never been a gymnast, but I have huge respect for gymnasts. And what I see when I see them perform is strength and confidence. And that is something that is so admirable, being able to just go for it, take the leap with, you know, and it's not, it's not just like blind faith leaps. It's like, you know, this has been hard work and practice and things that like you can do. And so just building strength and confidence is something that I've always admired in gymnasts. I love that. Yeah. The strength comes from practice and the confidence comes from that knowing like you did that practice and like, you've yep. nailed it. so that is how you get success in life. Cause if you have any doubt, you're going to trip, like you're, yep. you're just looking for that mistake or something. But when you have the confidence and you have certainty, <clears throat> there's no question that you're going to succeed. Yeah. Perfect. Ah, anything else to say, Kelsey? Any other little nuggets of wisdom or advice for us? <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I mean, this was just super fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you and um, hope that your readers all love it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So with a sign off, go ahead and um, explain how people can get a hold of you or look at your stuff wherever you are. Cool. So uh, my personal brand is called The Daily Kelsey. And so you can find me on Instagram there. And then I have a website as well. And so I talk a lot about mindset there with fitness and nutrition. And then uh, my main business uh, is now called Hitmax because we just merged with Hitmax. Uh, and then we also have an Instagram handle called Hitburn where we give lots of different exercises and stuff and all of that goodness. And we have an app called Hitmax in the app store, both um, Apple and Google Play. Awesome. I love it. Thank you again so much for yeah, being on the podcast. You. you are the first, I believe, the first non-gymnast, and you are definitely not the last. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening. I know there are hundreds, thousands of podcasts out there, and you've chosen to listen to ours. If you enjoyed this episode, there's more coming to you, so be sure to hit subscribe to not miss our next episode. If you're interested in training like a gymnast, go ahead to trainlikeagymnast.com and see if you qualify. Until next time, show the world what you've got. Be outstanding.